Welcome to Improv Beat by Beat. I'm Curtis Rutherford. I interviewed 24 different improvisers and then edited together chunks of those interviews to investigate different aspects of improv one piece at a time. This is episode three, Warm Ups. For the next several episodes, we're going to go through a herald one piece at a time. We'll talk about the herald structure itself, about different openings like the invocation and the pattern game, first beats, group games, second beats, and then finally talk about third beats. There will be a couple non-herald episodes also slipped in there to break things up, but for the most part, we're going to focus on the foundational long-form improv structure, the herald. This episode focuses on what happens before the herald, either at the beginning of practice or right before show. Warm-ups. Will Hines mentioned to me that this podcast would be a good time capsule of where New York improvisers were when I recorded this, which, by the way, was from March to June 2017. That's likely especially going to be true of this episode, because warm-ups really come and go. Year by year, we find, invent, or steal new ones, and old ones pass into disuse. So let's start by talking about warm-ups at the beginning of practice. When you're coaching a team, it's easy to fall into just letting teams do any random warm-up without a goal. But, honestly, I think you're doing a disservice to the team you're coaching if you waste a big chunk of the time they have scheduled to do improv just aimlessly doing warm-ups. First up, we've got Devin Ritchie, who explains how he runs a room specifically using warm-ups to get improvisers ready to do improv. So I am very opinionated about warm-ups okay so i kind of a come from like the christian capizzoli school of like treat your improv class like your yoga class and mm-hmm. everybody hates the guy who arrives late wearing jeans without a yoga mat sure he's like just come prepared you know and like ready to do it mm-hmm. um and so i found the more warm-ups i have i mean really i would leave 45 minutes of stretch and share i just love everybody getting on the same page with each other but teams usually want to do a little more than that yeah yeah. so um i do like to do a stretch and share to make sure people like get on the same page with each other Mm -hmm. and just like uh, you know so nothing's like holding over you like in the night if you really wanted to tell somebody something you have time to like do it like if you have stresses of the day you're like oh my dog did this and oh my god and i was late no i'm just like Get that away. Get that away from you. Right. Say it, you know, like, and just let it fade into the ether because I truly don't care. You yeah. know, like, and I'm like, and I don't mean that I don't care, but like, it's just going to make your improv worse. Just like exactly. say it out loud and get rid of it. And if you were late, like, fine, fine. Don't stress over. Like, don't try to make it up for your, in your better improv. Like, right. don't like just, whew, right. you know, breathe and let's all get on the same page. And then I do an exercise where I do 30 scenes. So I start with 30 scenes. I give them a suggestion for 10, mm-hmm. and they're just micro scenes. They're okay. like maybe three-line scenes, maybe one-line scenes, yeah. maybe like five. Okay. If they're like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You're not trying. Right. No, you're going to say some more lines here and freely figure this right. one out. Um, and then I just like make tally marks in my notebook, and I'm just like, edit, edit. Edit, and when they get to 10, I have them walk around the room, stretch it out, make some weird noises, like make weird faces, mm-hmm. maybe do like a quick um, crazy eights, and straight back into like 10 more scenes right. with a new suggestion. And then after that, they stretch it out, do something. Sometimes I ask them for like major specifics where I'm like, okay, tell me how to get from your home in high school to your high school. Tell me all the streets. Right. Or like, you're a waiter in a scene, 
and somebody's being a dick and they ask you the specials, what are the specials? You know? So you this is with when they're doing a scene or this is like No, no, no. This scenes? is like between the gotcha. scenes and I'm just gonna and I'm like rapid fire. I'm like, uh Sarah. Right. Like, you know, like I'm just like, everybody give me one. I don't care what it is, the dumber the better. You know, just like and I'm like, name five fake towns or something right. like that, you know? And then I'm like, Great, your new suggestion is this and then they do ten more scenes and that is the warm up for me, you know, and I really like them to just be like, get you know, empty that chamber uh-huh. and just like get the gunk out of the pipes. Just get ready to go. Do all your stupid scenes now. Right. Some of them are quite good, and sure. some of them are quite stupid. You know, <laughs> quite bad. But I'm like, that's fine. If you were gonna play uncommitted today, get it out now. If you're gonna do this, you know, um, I try to always think on my way to a show. I'm like, what scenes do I want to do today? What mm-hmm. type of scenes do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And I kind of play them in my head, and, I, and then I'm like, yep crumble them up get rid of them right so i don't have to do those on stage today i'm going to just like actually go to my don't think place you know and for me to do that i kind of have to throw away my first couple ideas in my head i like with that with breaking up that 30 like that where it's kind of like that first 10 where you are just like taking away all of the stuff of the day and then gradually blending in kind of still who they are as an improviser and what they know and what they're coming from of like, yeah, name this, name that, and mm-hmm. just accessing that, both that kind of like loose and free part of improv, but also that like analytical, use your life, use this. Yeah. Like whatever specifics you're using, they're great. Just start mm-hmm. using them. Right. And so, and a couple things I do is I try to get people like in a stretch and chair to talk about one thing, like either a book or movie they're reading mm-hmm. or something. Cause like generally if I'm watching something like it, kind of affects my improv. Yeah. You know, or I'm like, I'm reading a book that kind of affects my improv, you know? Or I try to get them thinking about something else. I try to get them to describe, like, their favorite color Mm -hmm. and, like, really tell me about it. Like, really tell me about, like, a memory associated with it or an article of clothing you have with it. Mm -hmm. Or tell me about a smell, like a significant smell in your life that you... And uh, try to get people to, like, start thinking with their other senses right before they do improv. Um, and then I will have I will usually make people describe like something they ate that week like mm-hmm. uh, probably something like good you ate this week and you could just describe whether you went out to get it or you made it or whatever I'm like I want to know everything about it and I want you to use as mo as many romantic and chefy words as possible right. and I'm like even if it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh I want you to talk about like what kind of bread you used and whether it was chunky or smooth peanut butter right. and what kind of jelly or jam and how you cut it and like how thick the bread was and what was the like you know, crust like, and I want to hear everything about it. I want you to like feel very specific with what you're saying, right? And because so much of improv is that it's not just yeah, like, but hey, that, we're at a job, we're yeah. And I, it bugs the shit out of me when people are like ordering in a restaurant in an improv scene, and they're just like, hmm, can I get you something? And they're like, uh, a- egg, yeah. <laughs> Right. Meat. I'm right. like, what happened to you? You were a normal person until like two seconds ago. Yeah. So I have them describe something they really ate that week. And I'm like, okay, all of your characters that you're playing today also had interesting meals this week and real things. And so just remember that you can use your real life specifics if you need to. People are scared to talk about food and scared to talk about like, are we in a real world where real movies exist? Or are we right. into this? Where the, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Make decisions about that. Yeah. Um, start working. And there's, you know... I ask you the specials and you can say something fancy and sexy. You're just like, oh, it's a seared tuna with romesco sauce with some sliced almonds with topped with cilantro. Or you can be like, a pig 
it's a pit, and either way, it's funny. Right. Nothing like, but like you being like, uh, I'll check later. I don't care. Yeah. You know, just give me an answer. I like that you're then building that end of the warm ups to then that specific of what you want to then see in the scenes, especially. Yeah. That's I'm great. like, I try to give them like little micro missions for the day and mm-hmm. for their week where I'm like, just, you know, and I'll point out sometimes as a side, like, I'll be just side coaching, and I'm just like, Maybe that would be a good time for a specific, you know? Right. I'm like, if they're like, here at job, I'm like, just, what's your company? Mm-hmm. You know, say what it is. It'll just yeah. make everything easier if you say what the company is. And it's fun, you know? What type of micro missions do you give for like a week? So one of my pet peeves, um, Riley Soliner got me on this, uh, which is stop starting all of your sentences with look and listen. Mm. It bugs the shit out of me. And it happens all the time. And I used to have a buzzer that I would bring to rehearsal. Every time somebody would say look or listen when they started, I would just hit this little taboo buzzer. Um, and then I'm like, I can't train people like dogs. You know? <laughs> right. um, but they, uh, it's just this thing that happens. And I think it's like literally poison and improv right now. Because the only time I really say look and listen in my life is when I'm like, look. Right. Right. You know, like, I don't want to fuck it. Yeah. And it, I think it's literally saying... And watch for it because people are, do it when they're like drowning in a scene, mm-hmm. you know, and they're saying, look at me, yeah. listen to me, you know, like I found the game. Look, right. look, look. And it happens so often. It's like, look, you didn't come to my part. Look. Yeah. And it just like really starts fight scenes. So yeah. I'm just like, everybody just be mindful of how many times you're saying look and listen when you start a sentence this week. And I guarantee you it's more than your regular life. Uh, Alex Dixon once she was coaching uh, coworkers for for a while and she called me out of like Curtis you need to stop saying shut up or quiet in group games because I would do it a lot for that same reason of like oh, I think I have the game everybody shh 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 uh, uh, yeah. uh, Ray said something yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I struggled with that too when have you ever done that group game exercise where like everybody speaks in order. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, you can only speak once, like, all seven other people have spoke in order. And, like, that made me realize how much I talk in group games and how, like, out of control I felt, you know. And I'm like, okay, but this is, like, good. Maybe I should just be doing what they're doing and stop, like, managing this, you know. I like pointies as a warm-up. Or not pointies, uh, count to 20 as a Mm -hmm. warm-up for that same reason. Oh, yeah. I love when a group can't get it. I'm like, we're not leaving anywhere until you get Mm -hmm. it. And it has that same feel of, like, oh, wait, one person doesn't need to count to 20. Everybody should be saying about three numbers. Yeah, and then some people don't say anything. And I'm like, don't think I don't notice you. You think that's helping? And in a way it is, but, like, get in there. Yeah. If you came here to do nothing today, then, like, I can't help you. Yeah. Any warm-ups that you hate? So I've always hated Hotspot mm-hmm. until very recently. James okay. Dwyer kind of opened me up to it. But I honestly felt like it asks your brain to like think of real things. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like almost like trivia contest. Right. You know, or it's just like, what, what other words remind me of that song? And I'm like using a very different part of my brain than where improv comes from. It's like, let me yeah. just like go through my card catalog of things I like. And I think, like, it's done in a lot of classes that aren't quite comfortable yet. Yeah. And so we end up just doing, you know, Baby Got Back and the Fresh Prince Mm -hmm. Bel-Air song and the Little Mermaid and whatever. And the ones you're like, oh, these are simple songs to know and everybody and no one commits and this until unless the two people who really commit, you know. And I'm not taking a risk by saying it because, hey, everybody knows the rest of the words too. And so James Dwyer really asked us to, like, commit so hard and he's like if you're the only one who knows the song I don't care he's like I don't want this to be like your basic 201 hotspot he's just like 
go out there and like and I don't even care if I see the thread, mm-hmm. you know, of like why you chose this one. Just do it. Right. And we were like singing some like very weird deep cuts, ones that you would know, and everybody else would be like, "What the?" And I didn't know so many of them. But we were having so much fun because like we were actually just letting our minds kind of just be like, "Oh, you know what else? Oh, yeah. you know what? You know?" Instead of being like. In West Philadelphia, <laughs> Puerto Rico. Right. I'm just like, I'm actually like kind of using my brain and just like fully committed and singing like an idiot. Yeah. You know, and that is something that gets me warmed up for improv now. That was Devin Ritchie. Here's Chris Scott discussing how he likes to run a practice. I don't like doing warm ups personally. Mm-hmm. I just want to do warm up scenes. Sure. But I guess the one that I personally like doing the most is invented by Bombardo, and it's like a pass the face. But with like a phrase that sort of gets turned into not, someone will say a, a phrase, oh, my dog has fleas. And that will turn, they'll get turned organically into nonsense words. And then will organically start to turn into a new sentence. And as soon as someone in the, as it's going around the circle feels like they've received a sent, a real sentence, will respond as if it's the start of a scene. Okay. And they'll do a short five, six lines or whatever, and then grab a new sentence and pass around the circle. So we'll pass around organically, new, because it has some improv to it. I don't, the rhythmy, focus, brain, thinking ones, they don't do. I can list seven things. Sure. I can not rhyme words. Right. I can clap my thighs. Clap your thighs is an underused warm-up. Underused warm-up. I hate stretch and share. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but like, I don't want to waste my time doing stretch and chair. Because, A, the stretchers are always like bad stretchers. They're like, guys, you guys are doing that stretch wrong. You're going to hurt yourselves. Or it's like, you're not stretching anything. And then one person's story is way too long. Right. And I'm always, I'm very bad at, if I'm not given direction, if it's like, oh, share something, it's like, I don't know. Right, what? I don't know. Give me, tell me a day or a thing. uh, When I do, when I do stretch and share, if like, it's a really long practice and I can tell they need to focus up. They need, they're chatty and I want to get started. I'll do stretch and share something in the last week or if it was near like Christmas, something that happened, visiting your family or whatever. And then I will always do, do warm up scenes based on what you just heard. That was your opening for some warm up scenes. Because I also hate coming up with suggestions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I stole this from Zach Phillips, but for suggestions, I just keep a New Yorker with me, and then it's just like, I'm flipping around. It's fine, yeah. I just I overthink the words I flip on, too. Yeah. Um, I do have a suggestion app. Mm-hmm. It also has words in there like suggestion and and right. or of, which is fun to give a suggestion. Right. Of. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't get a lot of prepositions no. as suggestions. No. Yeah. Could we get any word? Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Yeah, uh, not a preposition, but what uh, an article. Uh, yeah, that was Chris Scott. By the way, one warm up that's going to come up a lot is mind melt for a couple reasons. First off, it's been a common improv warm up for a couple of years now. It was originally a road trip game invented by, I think, James Adomian, and Scott Ackerman used it as a recurring segment called What Am I Thinking on Comedy Death Ray, which became Comedy Bang Bang. Some nerd decided it would work as an improv warm-up, and so it's since become one. But the other reason it's going to come up a lot on this podcast is about a year ago, I wrote a long screed against it on Facebook. Because I don't like warm-ups where people can fail. The point of improv is supporting each other. And any way of playing mind meld that involves a group becomes, in some way, I feel, unsupportive and stifling. 
when I'm coaching groups, I can often see there's one or two people who are just not having as much fun as the rest of the team. Now, that's true for a lot of warm-ups, but mind meld felt especially like it was kind of crushing that. So, be warned, mind meld will come up a bunch of times. Anyway. Sebastian Canelli was the coach for Fluffy, my current Herald team, for several months, and so I talked to him about how he ran our practices. When you're coaching uh, Fluffy, it feels like you have a very kind of like set idea of what you like to do for warm-ups. See, for me, the only warm-up that I actually care about is the counting to 20. Mm-hmm. I always want you guys to do that. So everyone close their eyes, take a deep breath in together, and count to 20, because I just want our f- energy to be focused in towards the room. Yeah. Usually I'm like trying to think of how my day went and what I might need <laughs> because I feel like that stuff is in the air. If it was yeah. like if it was like a gloomy day outside, maybe you got to do something a little sillier, right? Yeah. Honestly, I know this might be controversial, but I think warm-ups are kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I guess like re- beginner improvisers need it. But besides that, it should just be about connecting with the people there. Yep. So sometimes I'm, I am doing warm-ups like um, to f- work on something afterwards. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm just like, I just want you guys to connect and have fun and be silly or like to focus your energy in on each other. All right. So that if you notice, that's the only warm up that I make you guys do every single week. And I make every group do that. That's the only warm up I actually care about because I feel like it is like taking a moment to like forget about the world, forget about everything else and just do something together collectively as a group. Then I'll be sneaky with other stuff. (laughs) Of like leading into stuff that you're going to do later, yes. work on later. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like we were working on premise, so I'd make you do a stretch and share into like into like initiating for right. premise. Stuff like that. I knew that we were going to work on like being loose and fun. So that's why I was like, oh, we'll do this dancing one. Yeah, makes sense. I think it's just like, oh, what are we going to do today? Oh, let's focus a little bit on that. Especially since we only have two or three hours, in our case three. Yeah. Yeah, let's use that time to both get together and po- start pointing this ship in that direction. Of course. But I also, if a group was like, I don't want to warm up, I would make them count and then I would be fine with it. Yeah. I try to get through warm-ups as quickly as possible. Nothing's worse. If it's past like the 15-minute mark into the practice and we're still warming up, I, I get antsy. I think that's one of the reasons I can't take mind meld. Yeah. Because you can't plan out how long it's going to be and sometimes it's just oh you guys have been doing this for five fucking minutes i want to move on but you got to get this word or you're not gonna feel right i don't know what people get out of my melt to be honest with you i guess they're like trying to get on the same wavelength trying to connect with that but like there's so many other better ways to do that and what is so beautiful about improv is two people interpreting a thing in a different way yes so why are we trying to conform and all think about the same let's all have the same ideas going into this no right. i want to i want to say something and i want to get your ands from that yeah right it's like we're both looking to to not be creative and meet in the middle where neither of us are happy right Oh god. It's very much like, yeah, let's find the beige in this situation. Yeah. Let's find the like the the committee style, what not committee the improv team, yes. but committee like corporate committee. Yeah, what's what it, the general thing, non specific that will connect us? Also, Don't do fucking mind melt. <laughs> yes. Also, I feel so bad when it somebody just isn't getting the other word. Oh, it's hard, especially when people do the group mind meld and it becomes like seven against one. Yeah. 
Just I, don't do it, Curtis. Just, Even yeah. if a group says to do it. I will often say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what I was thinking? And then <laughs> whatever. Yeah, because sometimes I think it is nice for the coach to open up. It, what warm-ups do you guys do? Yeah. Because sometimes it is like, what gets you to the place to be fun? Yeah. Because I know what gets me to the place, and usually that's chit-chatting, making other people laugh. But I know that's not for everyone. Because mm-hmm. before my shows, we just like sit on the couch and we joke around. Yeah. I think that just opens up like listening and talking and reacting. I think that does all the good skills yeah. of like going on stage, honestly, having a good conversation. I think that's actually the best warm up is just having a good combo. I agree. When when I feel like I haven't connected with my teammates by like talking to them before a show, I can feel it going into the show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes like doing hotspot isn't going to make me communicate with you better. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think it's whatever. Sometimes people need to feel more free, yeah. right? So they need to start singing. So that's why I use, like, open it up. Especially if I'm going in a one-time coaching session, I'll be like, what do you guys normally do? Yeah. What gets you to the place that you could be fun? Because honestly, whatever gets you there, gets you there. If yeah. it is, even if it is mind meld, fuck it. It's mind meld, right? I, I don't agree with it, right? But whatever gets you to that place. And I just do the counting thing so then we focus our energy towards each other. That was Sebastian Canelli. Up next, I talked to Jonna Scrabus about the warm-ups she loves and hates. Jonna coached my former Herald team, Sleuth, before she joined the team and we became Fluffy. It's changed so much to me over the years, but I, I do love a good song hole. Song um, hole? Hotspot. Okay. <laughs> I do love... Song hole feels like the way out in the country version <laughs> of that, like... People get a look spot. of Hotspot? You mean sound hole? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, it sounds scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would have sound <laughs> it sounds <all>. threatening. <laughs> I love Bibbidi Bibbidi Bob. That's a fun one. But it's yeah. super aggressive, so you definitely have to follow it up with a nice count to 20 together. Yeah. Pointies, if you can get a little weird with it. Yeah. I don't like a straightforward pointies. I like to see a little personality. Uh, weird in what ways? Like weird and like not, it's just like, oh, I'm saying orange and then you're saying great? Yeah, I get bored by that. But yeah. Uh, maybe if you're doing some sort of like number pattern or uh-huh. a sentence or I don't know. Yeah. Like you tell me, like sh- make one of those patterns weird and fun or just show me your team's personality through yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like what's funny to you guys? I love when it's a weird thing is the first one where you have no idea where it's the, s- the second thing yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just somebody saying like, I've got too many grapes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what is going to happen yeah. from that? A warm-up that I hated in college that I now love is you have to transform into a monster. So you stand around in a circle, and one by one, people walk in and um, slowly transform into a real monster. Uh, and I hated it in college because it made me very uncomfortable. I tried to be funny. You know, like I was like, oh, I'll be a funny monster. But the whole point of it is to do something really embarrassing. Right. Like to just from the get-go, you've already done the weirdest thing that you could do in front of this group of people. Right. So each person is turning into a separate monster. A separate not, monster. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so it just – I think it helps you – I don't think it's necessarily that fun to do, but I think it helps open you up for the rest of the practice, mm-hmm. you know, to – embarrass yourself a little bit right up top right because it sounds like you're definitely thinking of like oh warm-ups have these many different goals of what i want to get to before we do a show or do practice yes what are some of those like things and to wake you up yeah that's a big thing to like get us moving so you want something mental and something physical um and to the third goal is to just get comfortable with each other Mm -hmm. and you need to do that 
all the time, even with a team, you know, just like, let's get, let's get loose. Let's get comfortable getting a little silly. I think a good warm up can kind of set the tone for what's going to happen with the rest of practice. And so I know some people hate them, but I actually think that they're important to get it, even if it takes time, you know, even if it takes half an hour to get everybody just loosened up enough to go do some warm up scenes. So yeah, something mental, something physical and something to bring everybody together. Yeah. Those could all be one exercise, theoretically. Sure, you know? sure. Any warm-ups that you hate? There's many that I hate. Mind meld is really fun, but it's such a time waster. I guess I'm not a huge fan of mind meld. Also, if you don't meld, then you're really worried about the show. I don't love, like, zip, zap, zop. I, I no longer get it. I don't... In what way? What, what is it? Why are we doing that? I don't know. I don't... Yeah, it feels like... It gets tired very yeah. quickly. Oh, I don't like follow the follower. Yeah. I actually maybe hate follow the follower, but I also think it's important. Yeah. I get it. Why do you hate it? I'm, t- I'm lazy. I get tired. That's all. I'm just tired. Okay. I like watching people do it. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's a very good exercise. I make people do it all the time. Yeah. Just purely the physicality of it wears me out. That's all. Why do you think it's important to do? Like, what is so good about it? You have to really be listening and paying attention. Uh, it gets, it, it's that whole thing about being weird. It gets you being really weird. It also, I, I, when I teach it, I say it's supposed to be, some teams use this as an opening, so it, it can be an idea generator. So really label each of these things as you're moving through. You don't have to say out loud, we're a group of penguins walking around an iceberg, but say, do penguins walk around icebergs? I don't know. Sure. It doesn't matter. But you should make it clear that you're a skier. Like, what does this motion feel like? Does it look like something to you guys? Does it feel like skiing? Okay, then let's ski. Okay, let's add a sound effect. And I think it once people unlock that, it helps them realize that making choices is a good thing. It's not a domineering thing. Right. You can be matching while at the same time helping the team move the moment forward. So that's why I think it's good. I hate crazy eights. I don't think I've ever made a team do it, and I feel good about that. What about if you do a character with each one of the numbers? Yeah, that's okay. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. I don't get that much from it. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where it's like, I don't feel one way or the other about doing it, but I'm not any warmer when I end it. Yeah. In college, we did an exercise that I so wanted to make you guys do, and I never did. Uh, it was called Sleeping Lions. I can't believe we never did this. It was horrible. I dreaded this. This made me like, I would psych myself up for practices because I was so worried about Sleeping Lions. What is, okay, so walk me through Sleeping Lions. So everybody would lay down on the floor, face up, um, and just like stare at the ceiling except for one person. And that one person's job was to individually go to each person and try to make that person laugh. Oh, my God. And you didn't want to laugh because if you laughed, then you had to get up and and also make people laugh. So you were really trying really hard to not laugh. It was nightmarish to me. I never wanted to be it. But I'm an easy laugh. I hate those types of warm-ups where it is, it's putting people against each other. Yeah. Did you ever play Give Me Back My Son? That might have faded out. Yeah, that I don't get as much. It It's the same idea where it's yeah. just like, oh, I'm trying to make you laugh. Yeah. You are trying not to laugh. And both of those things are so antithetical to what we actually do in scenes, which yeah, that's is really true. let's build this up and be real rather than let me be crazy and let you ignore what I'm doing. 
Yes, I would say that category of games is not. But I guess that's exactly what Bibbidi Bibbidi Bop falls into. And man, I love that one. Yeah. So, but that one's just silly. Like I don't, I don't really see a huge benefit to it, except that it just gets people moving and talking a little bit. And the many layers of rules that you add in make yeah, it so true. that it's you can't really win. You're not going to like stay out there forever. Very true. That was John Scrabus, and I am. Very, very glad that Give Me Back My Son is not a warm-up people do anymore because that is a warm-up I hated, hated, hated. Anyways, here's Achilles Stamadalaki. Favorite warm-ups. I love superheroes. Mm-hmm. Basically, like the first, like one of the first warm-ups you learn, yeah. I think, is superheroes. That was the first warm-up I learned ever, and I love it. How come? I think um, that's it's, the one where it's like you just say you make a motion and say a word, yeah, right? and, and then and, pass the focus. Yeah, and usually what the reason you're doing that warm up is to like warm up physically, but also to help each other remember um, each other's names. Mm-hmm. So usually superheroes is going to be like, yeah, you have like a superhero pose, and then you have your superhero name. So mm-hmm. mine might be like awesome Achilles, and then I would have a pose. I modify it so it doesn't need to be a superhero pose; it can just be any yeah. physicality. Just like let's say, we, like I was having a team like a Herald team or a Lloyd team do superheroes, they wouldn't need to say their names. It would just be some sound, you know? So it might be like blurp, you know, and everybody's doing that. I like that it's physical. I like that it's silly. I like that it's um, really simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I add a couple of wrinkles to it where maybe we have like two or three superheroes going on at the, the, at the same time. I really like that. It's become Um, my go-to for small groups. If it's like a three or four person, like, Oh great. Do it. Set up your three, then set up three more or however many so that you're bouncing around. Yes. However many characters. I also like the, especially when you start learning Harold, when you start learning uh, openings and pattern games, like stuff like that. I like the pointies or mm-hmm. past the celery or where's the celery? Um, Wait, where's the celery? That was, that was, I think that's the original name of it in the 301 curriculum is where's the celery? Um, because it's like you're passing the, the, the celery or something like that. I don't, I don't know what the provenance of that name is, but that's <laughs> right. what it is. Yeah, where's the celery? That's so strange. Yeah. But yeah, pointies I like because it's just like a nice, simple, we're just going to do the pattern over mm-hmm. and over again. And with that, with yeah, 301 or 401 students, I, I like to do that with a bunch of patterns mm-hmm. uh, going on. And also like warm-ups that I like are just like the simplest. And the, the, the warm-up that uh, Airwolf does before every show is Mind Melt. We do that, which is also like the trickiest thing to teach to younger students because like either they get it or they don't get it. Right. It's like so hard to teach. But yeah, we do mind meld every uh, every show, and that's a just a nice way to be like, oh yes, we said the same word. You right. Know, yeah. Where we get psyched, you know, when we do it, especially when we do like two, you know, after yeah. just two rounds of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the warm ups I love. Any that you are not a fan of, that you are just like, I can't, I can't watch a team do this. Um, the one I hated to do when I was on a team was uh, oh Shea Shea Kool Aid. Uh, oh yeah, 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 not a fan of Shay Shay Kool Aid because it had to had to make you do like a silly dance. Like I don't want to do a silly dance before a warm up. It makes me feel like self conscious. Yeah, like I'd rather do just a weird physicality that everybody's matching yeah. versus me being the focus of that right. one part. And it was a very regimented in its way of like you had to know this was the rhythm, this was what we were saying, this was the dance. Yes. I also didn't love Fred Schneider. Yeah. Hey, Fred Schneider, yeah, what are yeah. you doing? That's not helpful. That was another one that was like, this is this is silly in a way that for me wasn't helpful. Because mm-hmm. I think there, there are some warm-ups where it's like, oh, yeah, you just, this warm-up is just so that 
the team can loosen up and, right. and be playful. But that was one where that was another one where it's like, wait, I have to make up a bunch of like French yeah. Schneider lyrics. Yeah. Like, I remember I doing that one in a class and especially just being destroyed by it. it like it just killed my <laughs> spirit in that it was like one person, hey, Fred Schneider, what are you yeah, doing? I'm yeah. driving to the store so I can buy bacon. And then yeah. like, oh, I've got to wait 15 more of these fucking things yes. before it gets to me. Yeah. Then another 16, it'll come back. Yeah. I, I don't like, and maybe this is a, an anti-mind meld critique but i don't like warm-ups where you can fail like yeah it's that doesn't feel like a good place to set your team like i think mind meld works for us because like uh, we have fun with it yeah uh, and, and you're and, going for that yeah we yeah, got it yeah and and we get it but like we get how to do it but if you're doing it with like a 201 class it's so hard to pull off and yeah. then like you're there for like 10 minutes and it's like oh they still haven't gotten it and now we have to end it because we need to move on and do yeah. the rest of it like maybe with a bit more advanced uh students i'd like mind meld but for younger ones but yeah i think it, it, in general the warm-ups where there's failure built in or or self-consciousness built in i, I don't like because it feels self-defeating of what we're doing with uh, improv. Yeah. I think it was Grammar used to do mind meld, but they would just all say Celine Dion as the first word and then <laughs> act surprised that they all said Celine Dion. And that was it. That was that the warm-up every very single funny. time. Yeah. That was Achilles Stamadalaki. Up next is Jessica Morgan. We'd been talking about musical improv and her musical improv team, Teaser. I am pro warm-up for everything. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love warming up in practices. I love warming up before Herald Night. I love warming up before Rumble Teaser. I love warming up at Twerco. It's my favorite part of anything that we do. Anything that we create is warming up with people. I love that physically or vocally, and then like your brain, all of mm-hmm. it. I think it's. So, I think physical warmups are not utilized here the way they should be, especially because look at how how often we just stand on stage with our hands at our seams, doing the little finger rub mm-hmm. and the shifty feet. Like, if we did some really good physical warm-ups, even just stretching, I think it would just get the blood flowing in our body in a different way, so we would have more control. What physical warm-ups do you like doing? Crazy aids but not crazy is a good one. What does that mean? I mean, just like shaking it out on okay. a rhythm and just really feeling it. I think that spine rolls are really important when you're standing up and from the top of your head, you just roll down and go as far down to the ground with your fingers as you okay. can. Every time before I go on stage, I do a full back bend. A full back bend? Yeah, yeah. I go at the back of the theater and between the back wall at Chelsea and using the brick wall, I do a full back bend and then I come up. Um, I started doing that when I got on Herald Night. It really helps with my nerves. It yeah. really, really does. And it helps me just feel in my body more. I think we're also in our heads. We are not enough in our bodies. I think that group stretches, and I'm not talking about a lazy stretch and share. I'm talking about an intentional stretching with counting with someone leading i think so that, that way it's not oh we've been stretching our hands for five minutes while you tell this dog story exactly now let's do two seconds of a yeah eight counts of you know touching your toes eight counts of rolling your ankles eight counts of like doing head isolations and doing it in unison and together i know it sounds not cool but yet again this is me being like maybe we should be a little less cool and a little more focused on getting our bodies ready to perform because i think in the long run it's going to be a huge detriment not only to the habits we form but this what gets done to our bodies mm-hmm. none of us are 16 <laughs> right uh we're all <laughs> in our 20s 30s 40s like it's 
not like we're doing, you know, jumping splits on stage, but we are using our bodies and we do get heated and we get reckless and mm-hmm. injuries can happen and they're less likely to happen if you're aware of where you are on stage. And I also think physical warm-ups help you understand your relation to someone else on stage. Yeah. That's so important. What's the rhyming warm-up that you do? I was coaching a group a little while ago and they said like, oh, we love doing this warm-up. Oh, Jess yay. had us do it. And then they started doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's the, it's not a... It's the this without the that. Yeah. So this is a great, this is a great setup payoff one for you to practice. <laughs> if you're so worried about blowing your payoff in the beginning of your verses of songs. I love this warm-up and I make people who are non-musical to do it because I think it, it shreds an ego. If mm-hmm. I, not that I do it with anyone I sense ego with, but I feel like if I do sense ego, it's quickly gone after the swarm because it's a great equalizer because it's real hard to rhyme. Um, this is a Michael Lutton original. Okay. Um, Michael Lutton from The Magnet. He's wonderful. He was on them with me and he would have us do this and I've never forgotten it. And I don't know the title other than it's called The This Without The That. And the way you set it up is you do a rhyme and it would be an A, B, C, B rhyme. Okay. So, for example, that sounds like it's like the cat without the dog. So that's your A B. Mm-hmm. It's like the city without the smog. That's your C B. Okay. So we're rhyming dog and smog. Mm-hmm. So now Curtis would take smog and he would do. That's my A. Yes. Yeah, so smog now becomes your A. Okay. So it's like the smog without the car. Mm-hmm. It's like the near without the far. It's like the far. Without the uh, distance, it's like the push without the resistance. It's like the resistance without the capacitor. (laughs) It's like the detective without the inspector. I mean, yeah, that works. That totally does. So this also teaches you to that your uh, that your setup. If your setup is too complicated, mm-hmm. then your payoff is it's going to be harder for you to do. Right. And, and by setup and payoff, I mean your B, right. not your setup of your B. But the first B is your is your setup. So for me, that was dog. Right. So that could mean smog, fog, log. Very endless, easy, yeah, endless possibilities. Yeah. But capacitor as a B makes my second B my payoff right. really hard to accomplish. And so it, it definitely gives you the skill set on stage that if you're having to rhyme to do that. But in terms of non-musical people for a warm-up, you have to help set each other up for success. And that's instantly like as soon as I said inspector, my feeling was like, why? I just gave Jess inspector? What a shit. What an asshole yeah. I am. Simplify. Gotta be simple, simple, yeah. simple, simple, simple. And so the, the first phase of that is going around a circle and doing that. The second phase of it is doing it to a beat. So it's very much like a mind melt in mm-hmm. that you need to have, you got to have ammo loaded yeah and just go with your gut a little bit faster because if we sit there and we're like um um uh it's like the inspector without the yum um uh the the and and it's not fun no one's having fun anytime a a team is doing badada i'll start speeding up the beat slowly behind them good just to like push them i'll just start like stomping or like clapping along and then just like push them forward because they automatically will follow a beat behind them Mm -hmm. Because you need to do that. You need to get out of your head. That's the whole point. Another great one for getting out of your head. This is the magic warm-up. And I don't, like, I'm here to spread the good news, people. Ryan Carroll's told 32K, about had 32K do this. And then we would do it in bright light. You do pass the clap mm-hmm. and badada at the same time. Yeah. It's so good. 
it just it gets you so out of your head. It solves it solves the problem of pass the clap, which is to speed up and to not pay attention because you're just passing a clap. Shouldn't be mm-hmm. that hard. It really focuses you on slowing down and really communicating with who you're passing to. And it solves the problem of badada, which is overthinking what you're going to say yeah. because you cannot because <laughs> yeah. you're already doing pass the clap. I love it. I will sometimes ha- have teams do pass the clap with one word story, Ooh, which is the same great. basic idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get something else going on at the same time and it solves the problems that both of those warmups have or can have if you're using them past the level mm-hmm. at which you know they're, they can help someone grow. And you're just like, oh, we're just doing this because we need to do something so we're yeah. going to pass the clap. I don't remember who first said it, but like, during past the clap, it's keep your hands up and ready to clap. Yes, you have to. Right. You must. Uh. That was Jessica Morgan. I love how her warm-ups, as a result partly of her time acting and doing musical improv, treat your body like an instrument, like something that actually needs to physically warm up, which it does. Up next is Molly Thomas. Molly mentions Tourco at one point because she's also the coach for the UCB Tourco team. Okay, I love whiskey mixers Mm -hmm. because the way that we play it as a team and the way that I teach it is the words truly don't matter. Right. And because this one you're saying you turn to the right and you say what whiskey mixers. I always forget the order. I forget the order too, uh, except for Mr. Whiskers is across. So it's like you look across from you and to pass the energy, you say, Mr. Whiskers. You look to the right and say, Whiskey Mixers. Mm-hmm. Or you look to the left and say, Misty Vistas. Right. And so, obviously, those are a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. And you mess them up easily. And then when somebody breaks, they have to do a circle around. They run around the circle. Right. And come back. That's how you play Whiskey Mixers. And... And so what... Iggins does and what when you teach it what's right. the like specific it's, part it's uh, okay guys here are the rules and uh, trust me when I say I don't give a fuck what you say mm-hmm. people starting on an improv they don't believe that they yeah. want to get it right which makes sense I did too the first time I learned it everybody else on Iggins knew how to play and I didn't and I was like hold on I need to know what the words are doesn't matter basically I love it because it's fun to laugh with each other mm-hmm. that's it and that's all the game is about is just enjoying each other's company also, every time I play it, I because th- we I learned it playing with Pat O'Brien, mm-hmm. who is so funny and deadpan. Yeah. And so Pat O'Brien said Windows Vista one time, which is like every every time I think about yeah. it, it makes me laugh. Yeah. And he also said Trippy Posters. I think it was him. I might be attributing it to him. Sure. Somebody on Iggin said Trippy Posters, which we all knew was in reference to the uh, Heighten and Explore <laughs> blacklight poster at UCB. Right, right, right. Uh, so I also just love that. I think that's really funny. I think there are some warm-ups that feel almost like ideal warm-ups to me, and that's yeah. one of them as far as just like... It makes me feel good before a show to have done something like that where it's just, oh, I'm laughing with these other humans that I like laughing with. Right. Right. And Zombie does something similar. Have you ever played Zombie before? Is Zombie the one where you have to like, uh, somebody's in the middle and they're like going after somebody? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they are walking toward, the person in the middle walks towards somebody right. and they can't save, like all they can do to save themselves is look at somebody else. And then that person says somebody else's name. And, and then, then the, the zombie, zombie goes turns. towards them. Right. So you're constantly trusting that 
if you're being attacked by the zombie, you're hoping the person that you look at will save you by saying somebody else's name. Right, right. And you can also, this has a little whiskey mixers element to it. The way we play it with Turco is you don't say the person's name. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't say Molly Thomas. Uh, You would say anything that begins with the same initials. So like mini tuna, for example. Yeah. I've been called a number of times. That's just also so simple and fun and silly. Yeah. And it gives you a little hint of a, of a feeling of like being in danger mm-hmm. or, or not knowing what's going to happen, mm-hmm. which I guess is a, a helpful uh, yeah. simulation of what it feels like to do improv. Right. Like, here's a little taste. All right. Yeah. Keep on your toes. Right. Hopefully these other people will support you and save you. Right. That one is a very fun to watch. Like, I don't think I've ever done that one, but watching it, like I'll sometimes like subgroups or coach groups where it's like they do it and watching that, it becomes very clear, like how it's, it's one of those warm ups that divides how people think. Cause some people uh, are so clearly like when they turn, when they get looked at, they are like ready with a name. They yes. will like say this and say that. And they're looking for the person who's farthest away exactly. to give the next person the most time. Alex French will give you a very serious, like tiny nod, like I've got you. Uh-huh. And then he'll wait till the zombie gets closer to you. And then he'll say the person on the opposite end of the yeah. circle. So the first time it's very scary. And then you realize he's the most strategic person yeah. in the world. Any others that you really like? Either doing or giving to particular groups. I really like group mind meld. Mm-hmm. Where and... everybody like combines and becomes groups or where yes. it's... Okay. Because otherwise it's just too... Yeah. So mm-hmm. anytime somebody says the same words, you get in a line between, yeah. Yeah, behind each other. And the goal is eventually then it just becomes like two groups that then meld. Finally. Right. I think that one, it just feels satisfying to get each other, especially... Because sometimes it makes sense mm-hmm. where something's coming from, and then sometimes it's so surprising. Like, yeah. I can't believe you both said Michael Jackson. It is so satisfying to get, and I think I've been burned too many times of just too many long ones where it's like, oh. I can't, I can't do it. It's not that I can't do it anymore. It's just like I don't love it. Like uh, when I it was first showed to me, right? It just feels like. Well, sometimes it feels like we're just guessing words for a while, and especially if it becomes seven versus one. Oh, it yeah. It feels very, like, alienating. Yeah, that can feel very stressful yeah. for that one person. Like, oh, I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could do that before every show. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Oh, another thing I did, I've done a couple times on Turco, is play Heads Up, which is not an improv warm-up. It's, it's Ellen DeGeneres' app. Oh, the game app. where you, yeah, you put the app on your forehead and you have to, like, yeah. Right. And especially the ones where you have to act out animals. Right. It's a great improv warm-up because, well, one person gets to laugh at everybody else mm-hmm. watching them play grasshoppers and piranhas and stuff, but it's also really physical, and you're really working as a group to guess, yeah. get somebody to guess something. Uh, unless you have Vincent Moore on your team, in which case... And then everybody me. sits down, and he just I does just, every yeah. animal. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Any warm-ups that you don't love? I'm trying to think. What, don't, what ones don't you love? For me, it's mind melt. Oh, it feels yeah. like anything that feels too much like rules and where there's a winner and a loser, I don't love. Yeah. I love ones that are kind of like goofier or that like Sleuth, we just like 
after maybe two weeks, we just every week we would just make up new warm ups. Like every single time, it'd be like, "Oh, Molly, you were talking about that one warm up earlier today. What was the name of that again?" And oh, then you would say, yeah. and then we go, "Oh yeah, 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 uh, macaroni and cheese bunnies." Uh, and then we'd like go into oh, it. Oh, that's and fun. It was super fun because we were just inventing the few rules as we went. Sometimes it got too much, and there'd be like, "This wasn't a warm up" because we were either making too many rules, right? But right. Mostly, it was just like making it up in the style of some other warm up. Right. And you're still, yeah, you're creating it together. It's still playful. Yeah. Oh, I hate stretch and share. I hate sure. stretch and share. That is the warm up that I hate doing because I feel like you don't get to really do either. Yes. It's like a half assed stretch. Uh-huh. And if your share goes on too long, then everybody's going like, Molly, uh, we've got to go around the circle. My my, my my thighs hurt because we've just been doing the same stretch for forever. Right. We we're all yeah. wearing jeans. We're yes. not prepared yeah. to like do that stretch anyway. That's a warm up I hate. Yeah. Yeah. That was Molly Thomas. Up next is Jesse Lee, who is on the Herald team Mermaids. I mean, I like Mind Meld. I know you hate Mind Meld. <laughs> um, I like Mind Meld just because it, it kind of gives you a window into how people think in a way, <laughs> like people's what people's context references are in a way. And I think it, it's an exercise in trying to anticipate what the other person's reference is going to be. Mm-hmm. I hate enemy protector. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's too much fucking work, man. I don't want to like get winded before yeah. <laughs> a warm up. I like hotspot. I think a hotspot's fun. I like hotspot when you start it as if you had been doing it for 20 minutes already. So you get the, the song, the expected songs out of the way. That's um, cool. Because everyone always ends up singing like it's going to be know. the Will Smith or Fresh, the Will, Prince, Fresh Prince. Fresh uh, Prince. It's always going to be. It's basically just like a, a jukebox of uh, white people songs, right? Yeah. And then I think getting past that, I think is fun. I think like doing callbacks and hot, hot spots fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering that I, I never do hot spot anymore, so maybe I just feel like I want to do hot spot right now. <laughs> I mean, I can't even remember. I feel like my general knowledge of warm ups has shrunk. Because I feel like my team has basically done like three warm-ups for yeah. the past three years. So I don't remember. I had to make myself, like a couple of years ago, I made myself a list of warm-ups mm-hmm. just to have on my iPad for when I was coaching because I would always kind of forget. Right. Uh, what are the warm-ups that mermaids? We do mind melds. We do pointies. Do you guys do mind meld like in a circle, all as a group? We do it as a circle. And then we try to do three. We try to get three in three loops. So we try oh, okay. to get three wor- three words in three loops, and we ch- we have a pretty good success rate. Mm-hmm. I'd say we get it maybe like fifty percent of the time. So it's circle, and it's like two people say, and then person person A, person B, then person B, person C, right. person C. Per- okay, and then when it gets back to A and B, I think is when the end of the loop happens. Okay, so we try to get three within three loops, and that's yeah. I would say we get that about half the time. We also do that. We do pointies, and then we do a variation of that's been happening, where we say we've been doing that. Um, <laughs> that's good. I don't. We, it's just a semantic right. <laughs> variation. Or the, so rather than the that's going to happen, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. In the show. It's, it's looking back. And it's saying, looking back and reminding us on what we've been working on, um, oh, okay. or what we've been doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we say that's been happening, and then we pee and poop right. before we show. That's a good warm up. I personally do that every every time. Yeah, I both pee and poop. I one time thought I had enough time to poop before a show, and I didn't. And uh, Matt <laughs> Kleinman had to, like, stall for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Because I started hearing, like, I think it was, like, Slam Ball or somebody, like, is, where's Curtis? Is Curtis <laughs> up there? Because they, like, saw it. And I was like, oh, crap. I got to yeah, wipe yeah. quick. I always feel like right before my body knows that it's about to be in a situation where it can't yeah. use the restroom for a while. So I just, like, 
I don't know if it sees up. I don't know. It just, it just. I always want to piss before a show, even yeah. if I don't have to piss. Like right. I, I do get, get that, that feeling. feeling. It is right. kind of like mixed with anxiousness in a way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like pointies is like a great pre-show warm-up. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's just kind of like one of those where oh, it works so many different styles of muscle. Right. So the way we do pointies is we do yeah we do three categories. Um, one of them always ends up being. Betsy Kenny playing this insane character mm-hmm. and then giving a line of dialogue. So then we all match <laughs> Great. that. And then, so then we do at the end when all three are, all three patterns are in play, we start moving and then we close our eyes. And I think we've got pretty good at it. I don't think we've like failed at it in a long time, which actually like now that I look back is kind of insane that like, cause I remember when, when I was first starting improv, mm-hmm. just doing pointies itself was like very difficult. And right. then I remember the first time our coach was like, and now you're going to do it with your eyes closed. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. and now that's like just something we routinely do every week. So it's um, the improv equivalent of like the four minute mile. Where yeah, like, yeah. Nobody's ever going to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It totally works. Like so many muscles of like remembering patterns, naming specifics, like conjuring specifics. And then adding, like you mentioned, like, okay, so if Betts comes in with like a crazy character, yeah. everybody's is going to jump in on that and right. have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That was Jesse Lee. You might have noticed that we kind of switched from talking about warm-ups in terms of practice to now talking about them in terms of what people like to do before show. And teams that have been around for a while, like Mermaids, often develop that set pattern of warm-ups after a bit. It becomes a way to just quickly jump into what the team likes doing rather than having the constant discussion about, well, what warm-ups do you guys want to do? What warm-up do you want to do? Does anybody know what warm-up? Up next is Kelsey Bailey, who mentioned some of the warm-ups her former Lloyd team, Brash Teen, used to do. Uh, I, I don't love Hotspot, mm-hmm. but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't you love it? I think it's just the, the anxiety of like having to go out there. And always, I just hate when you're in Hotspot for too long and you're just kind of still dancing around and singing the song and no one's coming in. And then you kind of just like, okay, come on, people. Because you get frustrated. You're not getting in sync with the people mm-hmm. around you you're getting frustrated like come on someone tag me in like it's not putting you in a great headspace i think anytime i have a team do hotspot i say the only goal here i don't give a shit if you're singing on the side if you know all the songs mm-hmm. if you sing a song nobody knows the second you anticipate that somebody doesn't know the next line or the end of the line you tag them out yeah that it's just that like you're looking at your scene partner in the eyes and knowing i gotta carry this for yeah a bit. i also hate Hotspot because it always comes back to like the same two songs. Like you're always going to hear Smash Mouth, mm-hmm. and you're always going to hear like a Britney Spears song or something. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, I don't know. We've got to have a bigger shared experience than yeah. this, than yeah. just these couple of things and a couple of like TV show themes. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, my first Lloyd team did Bunny Bunny a lot, and yeah. that was always really fun, especially if you can like make it kind of thematic in what you were doing. Uh, that just like gets marriage up. There's like that one because Bunny, like I don't think I've ever been on a team that has like done Bunny Bunny more mm-hmm. than once, and so it was one of those oh, really? things that like I saw a team do it. It was like, yeah. okay, this is weird. Or I think I did it once before an audition like eight years ago, and then never saw it again yeah. until uh, recently. I think it's I think it's really fun. Uh, Brash team would do we would do Bunny Bunny, and then we would do Premise Keeper, and then we would go do our show. Oh, so it's like a very heavy like or very like rhythmic. Just like very yes. goofy one, and then a very kind of yes. like thinky. Yes, like oh, okay, now we're in. I love Premise Keeper. I think yeah. that's a great way to teach pattern game. Yeah, that was Kelsey Bailey, and this is Joey Price. I, I used to not like Hotspot, and now I really like Hotspot. What switched for you? I think maybe I was like self conscious about it a little bit. How come? 
Oh, I think it, there's just nerves and yeah. s- stepping in the middle of a circle and yeah. singing, right? Yeah. So I think a little bit of that. Uh, but now I think it's just kind of like, again, this goes back to like, now when I do it, I'm on a team of people that I know and trust. Sure. Uh, uh, but it, I just like find a lot of joy in it. When you have a class do hot spot or when you have a team do hot spot, what do you tell them is the important part of it? I never talk about the person in the circle. <laughs> like yeah. the hot spot is all about the people outside of the circle. Supporting and giving a lot of energy. And even if they don't know the song, just kind of like still being into it. And then letting that person be out there for like 10 seconds. Like don't leave them out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key to it. I think the most important, because the most ultimately the most important thing about warmups is just like being in the same space together mm-hmm. and kind of goofing off. Most warmups, even if I they're kind of dumb or... Uh, I know that you don't like what am I thinking or whatever it's called yeah. uh, mind melt and I think like I think your reasoning for not liking that is completely valid but I think ultimately if mind melt is just a way for like people to like exist in the same mm-hmm. space and goof off together then it's like fine that's probably one where like I like playing mind meld outside of a warm up yes. thing and so when it's in a warm up I don't really think about it like think about it any differently but mm-hmm. i do think yeah the fact that the the hard part in mind meld especially if you do like group mind meld is when it, it's like one person and yeah. then seven other people and that one person just has to like keep going over and over again and they feel like they're messing up yeah even though they aren't they, exactly, right? exactly. Um, uh, it no longer feels like goofing off right which is yeah right so yeah i guess like in those instances a warm-up can be detrimental but Oh, I think the one where I have all of, uh, like, my 301 and 401 classes do this at some point. And I don't think there's a name for it. But it's where, like, we clap at the same time and we say, like, the city I'm born in. And then you're, everyone stands in a circle. Yeah. We, me and Curtis clap at the same time and say, San Diego. Okay. And then Curtis turns to the person next to him and claps at the same time and says, the city you're born in. Right. And then we just do that. So it's kind of like a pointies thing, but it's a little bit different. So then you go around in the circle, you just say that, you clap and say the same thing at the same time. And then you do, like, a new topics and then we say like least favorite foods right right and you do that over and over again you're saying the same thing and then you do like a third one and then you have all those three going at the same time right. i think are they all going in the same direction they're all going in the same direction at the same time so you're just kind of constantly being like san diego right. olives right yeah. like yeah because you were born in san diego but the person next to you was born <laughs> in olives no. no they hate olives olives is their least favorite food so yeah, I think there's, it's kind of like pointies, but like, I like the thing of just kind of like clapping you at get the same into a time groove. and yeah, you kind of get into this like fun rhythm with it. Yeah. I like that one. A cool. Lot. I wish it had a name. Yeah. Hey. Well, but it doesn't. And <laughs> we could name it right now. We could. Uh, San Diego Olives. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> wow. You really shut down my one suggestion real quick there. <laughs> Okay, that's the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's it. It's always been called San Diego Olives. We Thank know that. Thank you. <laughs> that was Joey Price. Now here's Bill DiPiero, who starts by talking about warm-ups he did with one of his indie teams, Jimmy Fedora. My favorite warm-ups, I think in general, is something that's going to make me feel, make me do something stupid. Yeah. I need to, like, embarrass myself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it depends, is the answer. Jimmy Fedora before before cage match would always do like five person mind meld, which is 
a fool's errand. And that's sort of the point of it, yeah. where we're like trying to do something sort of like too much. Right. And then we, you know, yeah. I like doing making up the warm ups was fun. We used to do that. We would like make give a title of a warm up and make it up all the time. And I feel like maybe like even repeating some of those where they do feel like inside yeah. jokes. There was a warm up I used to do in DC a lot, and it would be elaborate and long. We called it Crazy Town USA. It was basically like a sound in motion uh-huh. that would turn into scenes. Okay. And it would just sort of like into group scenes, sort of. So it would sort of like move from, it would become concrete, then move into abstract, then become concrete, move into abstract. And I feel like that is like a good getting my mind working between like two halves of my brain. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this reminds me of that. We're going to snap into this behavior or this sort of thing. And it just kind of like almost like these little motifs that we're like latching onto, making fleshed out and then yeah. like going back into it and something abstract and explorative that way so that when i see something on stage i can cut out a lot of the abstract and i can cut right into like making a sharp decision an instinctual one rather than like a calculated decision yeah yeah are there any other warm-ups that you feel like do a great job of getting you in that space that you want to be in before a show that like character warm-up sometimes good the like one two three one where like mm-hmm. someone steps out says a line of dialogue in a character like in a posture then everyone repeats it with them then they do a second everyone repeats a third everyone repeats say one one two two mm-hmm. three three and then someone else steps in to me that's good because it forces me to play a range of things that i wouldn't have done yeah i tend to like mirroring stuff and mirroring exercises because Mm -hmm. I often won't generate a character choice but I have fun when I do them Yeah. so if I have people on my team that are better character performers then I can latch onto that energy and it'll sort of elevate my performance in the show I think Yeah. mirroring is good because it forces you to like identify with the other person right away and like speak in their voice that was Bill DiPiero. Notice that Bill picks out warm-ups to help himself get better at the things that he wants to work on in this case mirroring He's very specifically using his warm-ups to help himself do better improv. Here's Morgan Phillips. This might just be because, uh, as I've been coaching more, I, I want people to accept any warm-up I give them. Sure. But I've, at a certain point, I started thinking of it as, as being true, that if you don't like a warm-up, it's some sort of failing on your part. Right. And there's something about that that you need to work through. So if you don't like hot spot for instance where the person in the middle is singing a song and everyone on the outside sings along with them uh maybe there's some aspect of like ego or like a fear of failure in front of other people that you need to push through if you don't like crazy eights then maybe you're not comfortable being that like hardcore in your concentration uh, and energy for an right. extended period of time so I think I, I think I like every every warm up. My favorite warm up of all though is just having like real honest conversation with other people. I think yeah. if I got to pick what I'd do before any given show, it would be just be really present with the other people on the team. And I understand that most people want to do more of a warm up mm-hmm. than that, or a lot of people do. So I'll go with that, but that's what I, I think is most helpful for me. Yeah. It it you then get to like start to feel connected with your team. And it feels like a very good prep for what you're about to do, which is go out and have conversations with different people on your team. Yeah, and react, just reacting naturally to each other. I think the only other thing that I would say is like if you're feeling like low energy or scattered, that sort of thing, then, then exercises that are warm-ups that, that speak to that. But 
at a certain point, you kind of get used to having that energy to access no matter what. So that's, that's less necessary. That was Morgan Phillips. Just hanging out and talking before a show is also my favorite warm-up, and it becomes the go-to warm-up for a lot of teams that have been around for a while. Partly that's because they're old and a little bit lazy, but a big part is also about what Morgan mentioned, about being able to access those feelings for improv without doing a warm-up. Warm-ups can get you in that improv headspace, but after a while, you can get yourself in that headspace pretty easily because you spend so much time there. Here's Jenny St. Angelo. We've been talking about coaching and about making teams create their own warm-ups on the fly. When you make a team invent their own warm-ups, how do you build into that? And then what do you like to see for that? So like very first time you're coaching them, how do you mm-hmm. present it? So I throw it out. I surprise them with it. I'm like, oh, someone else who coached you told me you guys do this really funny warm-up called uh, Where's the Frog? Mm-hmm. Or uh, just whatever the right. name is. Um, can you guys show me that warm-up that you guys do? And some people get it right away. And some people are like, I've never done Where's the Frog? And I'm like, all right, so I want you to make up. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and then That's what I normally go, yeah, you have. Remember? 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 And then they're like, why is my new coach gaslighting me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, welcome to two hours of hell, baby. So then I have them do you know, where's the frog or mm-hmm. whatever. And after they, and, and depending on how successful it is, if it's super successful, I try not to over talk it. If it feels weird or hard, I go, okay, cool. When you're doing other warmups, what is happening in those warmups, right? Because all warmups are some form of pattern mm-hmm. of cause and effect. When I say your name, now you must say someone else's name. When I zip, you must zap. When I say, you know, seven types of underpants, you have there is a, a natural types, yeah. and sometimes with new groups they don't quite understand that there's a pattern there's a causation mm-hmm. and so i go okay cool so what are some warm-ups that you guys really like and then i sort of break it down right and i'm like cool so like with hotspot you know it starts with a suggestion that inspires something someone goes out and does something and then you physically tag mm-hmm. right to take their place and alter it in some way but that's the, those are the only rules of hotspot. That's it. There's it's nothing so more. Simple. There's not 17 different rules. Right. And so then, and then after that, I'll be like, okay, cool. So let's try this again with your favorite warm-up, uh, Jacob's Ladder or mm-hmm. whatever. And then, the, and then <laughs> like, so we'll, we'll do that uh, maybe like one more of those and mm-hmm. then do warm-up scenes. But I don't do that too much because I think like sort of how you feel about mind meld. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want people to start the, start the practice so far up their own asses. Of like, okay, how does a warm up work? Like, yeah. I think that that's a, can be a really hard thing to then get out of and be like, okay, now I'm going to do improv, right? But for teams that are really far along yeah. and really work well together, it's almost more natural that they are going to do their own warm up yeah. anyway, right? Like you see it with teams, well, they'll start like doing zip, zap, zap, or or even like when you're about to give them notes, they've all like took the same pose on the back yeah. line. And you're yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. You guys just vibe in the same. Like you just follow each other so easily. Mm-hmm. This is a group that's going to be great at creating their own warm up. Right. right. So yeah, I don't do it all the time, and it's not like a. But when I do do it, it it's it, it can be screamingly funny. I. It's one of my favorite things to do, yes. to do with teams and to do on teams itself. Yes. I always feel like when, like on any team I've been on, when we get to the point where we're making up our own warm-ups, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're a good team now. Yeah. And I've been on teams where that doesn't ever happen. Yeah. And I'm like, 
this isn't a very good team. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like the, we'll try and it just doesn't happen. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that, like I think this is why our shows are hard. Yeah. Because we can't even do this part. We can't even be playful in this way. It's a good litmus test of, oh, can you all listen well enough to agree on the one or two rules? Right. Or is it there were two rules established and somebody thought, but this is a better version of that rule. Right. And now everybody else saw that as a third rule. And now you get another. Right. Yeah. Yeah, got to keep it simple. One thing I've started doing with teams related to you when you were saying like breaking down the different rules of, oh, this is hotspot that. Sometimes I'll just ask teams, name your favorite warmups. And every, all eight of them will name their favorite warmups. And I'll go, no, instead do this. Mm. That way they've, each one of them has thought of that rule without doing it at oh, all. Oh, interesting. So it's like a, like a subtle lead in that I've started doing of, oh. to get them in that feeling of what a good warm up is. Right. And then they're doing hopefully this other version of a good warm up yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. existing. For sure. Or that they're creating. Yeah. And I, I think that it's also, it's hard to teach people how funny simplicity is. Yeah. Like people want to impress and mm-hmm. they want to, they want to juggle many balls, but like, I always give the example, like, Rizzo before cage match would constantly... I told you I'd never let this go. Uh, Rizzo is the winningest Lord team on cage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so Rizzo before cage match would always make up our own warm-ups. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that we did that I still think about and love deeply is we just sort of all started chanting, how are we going to fuck that stage tonight? How are we going to fuck that stage? And then everyone would come out one at a time to the middle of the circle and show a different way in which mm-hmm. they were going to have sex with the stage. And that was it. And it's like, right, that's it. It's so stupid. It makes no sense. It is aggressive towards a stage that's done nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's the true victim in this. Honestly, yeah, and my hips afterwards because sure. I didn't stretch, and that's really important. you got to stretch in your warm-ups. But like, I like, like to give examples like that of like, the warm-up is not about achieving the thing, yeah. which I understand with your thing about mind meld is that it feels like there's an yes. achievement you have yeah. to get. It's about can you create together simply in a way that everyone's having a joyful time? Exactly. Are we getting used to doing that rather than just talking as two people? Are we also talking as creators underneath the table right. of, oh, I see you're doing this. I'm going to do this by saying this other thing that is right. related. Yeah. yeah. So fun. That was Jenny St. Angelo. Finally, here's some more from Jessica Morgan, picking up from where we left off. I haven't mentioned them yet, but my beautiful Wicked City, my mm-hmm. my wonderful, perfect, any team Wicked City, are, they're women who are my family, and I could cry thinking about them. I learned to love, I already loved improv uh, warm-ups, but I learned to really love making them up with people. I think that it is such a sign of like good team health. It's like an inside joke. If you mm-hmm. have warm-ups that you've either invented or you've ta- made a spin on your own together, and it's just like a little private thing that you guys can have. And Wicked City has so many. And anytime, because we don't do as many shows as we used to, but if we you know, go six months out doing a show and then we go and do a festival and we know that we're going to do this weird, dumb thing where we all make up a, a vocal like tongue twister together and mm-hmm. then give, do it with all the gravity of, an, like a, of a Shakespearean. Theater, yeah. yeah, then then we know that that's us reconnecting. It's kind of like asking the questions before you have the inside joke. It's like a little, like it's a sacred time, I yeah. think, warming up. I love it. Do you guys return to warm-ups that you've already done or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Warm-ups that we've been doing since we hosted that show under St. Mark's in 2011. <laughs> like we do the same ones always. And we'll add new ones in occasionally, but like the the little, they're like little prayers in a way, like the ones, mm-hmm. like the, the way we commune with each other best is, is with those, is with those warm-ups. That was Jessica Morgan. 
that's it for episode three, warm-ups. The through line for this whole episode is that warm-ups, like everything else, should be done with a purpose. That purpose may be just loosening you up, it may be to bring you closer together as a team, or to work on some specific thing that you'll do as you improvise. But no matter what, do it purposefully. Don't just waste your time with warm-ups. Thanks to everybody who was part of this episode. Devin Ritchie. I am Chris Scott. Sebastian Canelli. John Scrabus. I am Achilles Stamatolaki. Jessica Morgan. Molly Thomas. Hi, I'm Jesse Lee. Kelsey Bailey. Joey Price. Bill DePiro. I'm Morgan Phillips. Hi, I'm Jenny Sanangelo. And I'm Curtis Rutherford. 